Are you ready to go the distance? When you're nearing retirement, it's essential that you have a written plan and know exactly how the plan will work. Life's about choosing where you want to go and mapping out a financial plan to get you there. The one thing you need is a plan. So what's the plan? Plan? Right now, plan! An experienced financial advisor can help you avoid potential hazards and find alternative routes. We pride ourselves in being different from other financial planning firms. During your initial consultation, we will get to know you and give you the chance to get to know us. Our friendly staff will make you feel comfortable the moment you walk in the door. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651, 712-224-4651, or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com. Hi, this is Mark on Money, and it is a new year and a new series of shows. And on today's show, we're going to cover some statistics on how to achieve your financial goals this year, and we're going to help you get started. And now, live from the heart of Sioux City, Mark on Money, with your host, Mark Gills. The key is having a plan in place, knowing what you're going to do, a place where your retirement questions are answered. You could be putting tens of thousands in jeopardy. You'll get the latest news on 401ks and retirement planning. It can make a profound difference with what you can and can't afford in retirement. If you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome in to Mark on Money. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Mark on Money with Mark Geals. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Mark is a certified financial planner, a fiduciary, independent, uh, more than 30 years helping folks getting to and through retirement. Today, you find him at EFS Wealth Management, and that's EFS, the number four, the letter U.com. Happy New Year there, Mark. Happy New Year. Yeah. So I was asking so, you before the show, what, how long can we say it? But you know who has an answer to that? Wh who? Larry David. Listen. Happy New Year. Eh, it's a little late, frankly, for the Happy New Year's, you know? Why? Just happened a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, that's too long. Uh, statute of limitations is kind of run out on the New Year. Three days. Plenty. Three days. <laughs> there you go. Now you've got All an right. answer. <laughs> yeah. So now we know. So now we know. So, you know, we, and again, rounding the corner of the new year. Mark, I'm just going to start the show by asking you, so how, how are you feeling about 2024? Are you feeling good? you feeling optimistic? Yeah, I'm feeling optimistic. You know, there's always something that happens, you know. Um, just don't pay attention to the news, I guess. <laughs> I, know, I think that's good, the best it, advice it, ever. <laughs> it should be a good year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not worth watching um what's going on because there's always something going on there's every always year. something sure yep so i mean again with with new year's resolutions i mean i think we all sort of make them and all that sort of thing and and um but the but the the problem then becomes uh, maintaining that resolution if you're you know everybody says they want to they want to lose weight or, or 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 you know make more money or do more whatever um so let's talk about some of those statistics it's it's kind of interesting yeah, because I think this year financial resolutions have kind of leapfrogged the others to become one of the most cited resolutions this year. Yeah. So over over the weight loss, over the get in shape kind of a thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, Does that surprise you? 
Um, kinda, but I guess, you know, with what's all been happening in the last few years, I guess it's not that surprising. Right. Um, you're right. Yeah. I guess one of the top concerns was, uh, interest rates and inflation, you know, 85% of respondents said that this year will make it harder to meet their goals because of inflation. And, 80% of people see higher interest rates as a challenge, I guess, in, you know, getting a new home, mortgages, and sure. those types of things. So, yeah, that's, that's you know, kind of interesting that that's where things are you end hearing, up going. But, yeah, I understand. Are you hearing that from clients? Are you hearing that from, uh, you know, folks that you talk to? You know, you know, in, in, in our practice, you know, we mainly work with older people. Mm-hmm. And so most of them don't have mortgages anymore and don't have a whole lot of debt. But what they do have is expenses, and those expenses have gone up, you know, quite a bit. So when you're when you have a pension, for instance, and I've talked about this with clients that do have a pension, and it's a different strategy depending upon the pension that you have. But let's say, for instance, you had somebody that had a pension that um, – you know, was paying them $5,000 a month, right? Mm-hmm. And that pension was guaranteed for life. Well, if inflation's at 10%, um, you just lost $500 a month in purchasing power because you would have needed 5500 to buy the same amount of stuff if everything went up by 10%, but you still are only getting $5,000 a month. So now you have $500 less to buy the same amount of things with. And so, you know, inflation is is this the uh, get, what do they what do they call it? The caveat. Um, the, the, the... Well, people don't realize it. It's it's okay. you know, except for when it goes up by ten percent. But yeah, in, then we even inflation, it's... even inflation at three percent or two percent over time um, does have a substantial effect, and you have to be able to you have to plan for it because it is one of those things that. If you don't, um, you know, it'll come back and it'll surprise you. You know, if you look at what are things going to cost in 20 years, even at 2 to 3% inflation, we're looking at, you know, 50 to 70% more um, increase. So if you had a $5,000 pension that never increased in 20 years, you'd lose 50% almost of your purchasing power. And that'd be pretty tough to live on half of what you were living on before. Yeah, no kidding. So, I mean, yeah. And so you've got to plan for, you know, you have to plan for um, setting money aside to compensate for that loss of purchasing power when you have a fixed pension like that. With investments, you can build that into it by just simply saying, well, we've got so much money in investments and we're going to take, you know, 3% more next year and the following year. And, and math can tell you how to structure that, you know, and, and um, that's a little bit easier to do that. But it is something that you have to plan for. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why people have, have noticed it. Be like, oh, yeah, this is, this is significant. Prices on everything have gone up from utilities to taxes to you know, groceries to everything. Yeah, absolutely. And and as we look at this uh, for for the year, you know, the, statistically, uh, 80% of New Year's resolutions are abandoned by February. I mean, again, that's like going to the gym. If you're a gym person and you go to the gym regularly, you probably stay away from it for the month of January just because it gets so darn busy. 
Right. Yeah, you better. You should have your New Year's resolution start in February, right? <laughs> instead of January. Yeah, because you you're there with all the uh, the war- the rookies, so to speak, at the gym. Right. But you said people are more concerned about money, which again, that makes sense too. Right. And so, how can you build a path to success? And I think, you know, history history is a good teacher. Um, you, you can learn from it, and so I think you can look back and see what worked and what didn't and this is a great place to learn and build from and you can also apply that to almost anything to figure out what needs to be adjusted what needs to be tweaked what needs to be changed Um, and you know you can invest in furthering your financial knowledge um, spend a little bit of time in learning about you know how the financial world works Um, you know there are materials and workshops that will help to expand your knowledge without you even having to spend any money. So in the internet's a great resource, although I wouldn't rely on it. Don't rely on your brother-in-law for sure uh, <laughs> as a exactly. source or, or any co-workers for that matter. Right. Because <laughs> um, I've seen that before. Oh my, everybody's doing this, so I'm just going to follow along on the crowd and, and do the same thing. And that's not always Uh, a good plan. Right. So as we look at this for 2024, are there lessons learned in 2023 when you talk about history? You know, I I think the the lessons to be learned is that um, a hundred, everyone has, you know, predictions for the new year and no one knows what the answer is. That's what I think. Okay. I think that's smart. Um, Yeah. And, you know, just, you know, trying to predict something that's going to happen in the next um, 30 days is almost impossible. But s- same thing is true in the next year. You know, you look back, you know, over the last few years on how many things that have happened that nobody even predicted or even thought that was going to happen. Um, and so there's there's just no way to predict what things could happen going forward. Sure. So, I mean, uh, the... What can you say is something that we should look for in 2024? How can we help ourselves get closer to retirement or, or at least achieve those retirement goals? Well, I think, you know, you, you can you can do one thing, and that is you can um, be certain that things will be uncertain. That's okay, one thing, that's I good. think, yep. to remember. But you can plan for the worst and figure for the best and hopefully you wind up somewhere in the middle because that's what my grandma always used to say that was her favorite saying was you know plan for the worst figure for the best and you know we'll wind up somewhere in the middle and i think that's a good way to plan with your finances too if you plan for the worst but you figure for the best you know you end up probably right where you should be and you know somewhere not at the worst and not at the best but you end up somewhere in the middle and that's how you that's how you plan Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you look at uh, when, when we look at doing um, retirement projections, you know, we don't plan for the best returns. Um, we don't plan for the worst returns, but we do project them. Um, but we don't project the best returns and be overly optimistic that we're going to outperform the markets and the markets are going to continue to perform you know, if they've performed above average last year or the last five years, we don't project that into the future. You know, you look at what what is a below expectation return. And if you can get a below expectation return in a projection that works, 
and returns are average, well, that means you're going to exceed your expectations. And so we would rather underestimate and have better returns than overestimate and not meet those returns. So I think that's important, too, when you look at your planning is not to be overly optimistic. Don't be overly pessimistic, but, you know, be realistic. Well, and I think, you know, you've said this uh, many times, and, and it's all about education in terms of what you try to do and, and help folks learn and understand. That can be a big leap forward as well in terms of having success in retirement. Yeah, and I think the, the planning for the uncertainties of uncertainty, I think, are important. What are those uncertainties and how can you plan for them? I think one of the things that is going to be an uncertainty here coming forward is, and we're almost there, is, you know, taxes. Oh. And so I think, um, yep. how did you plan for your taxes last year? Can you improve on that plan? What did you learn um, from you know, last year that will help you this year on the tax aspect of it. And one thing that we have coming up here is the end of the Tax Cut and Jobs Act in 2025. Yeah, so that's... we have two years left of what is going to, uh, where our taxes are going to go in 2026. And that's going to be a host of things from estate taxes to income taxes to deductions to, um, a, you know, almost everything is going to change in 2026 or maybe nothing will change in 2026. We just don't know. And so, but we do know what the next couple of years are going to end up being like because they're going to be the same as what they were last year. Tax brackets, of course, are adjusted upwards. Um, but I think those things are important to remember because the end of 2025 is going to be here very quickly. And it's all going to depend upon, I mean, there's, that, that's probably the biggest uncertainty thing, uncertain thing, you know, going forward, in my opinion that we know is going to happen. So it's not an uncertainty, it's an uncertainty what might happen, but it's a certainty that things are going to change in uh, 2025. And that's the one of the things that you do is you stay on the front end of, of a lot of these changes, a lot of these things that, that are happening out there. And, and fortunately, you can, you know, roll that into helping folks in retirement. Yeah, because you know, taxes in retirement is one of the things that you can actually plan for because uh, you have more control over your taxes in retirement than you do when you are working. You can control timing of income, structure of income, uh, what your tax bracket looks like. Um, there's just a ton of things that you can do uh, to help manage that tax uh, burden in retirement and so it's those are things that you know is a good thing to educate yourself on and to uh, understand or just simply talk to somebody who understands what are those nuances because there's probably about a dozen of them um, not all of them apply to everybody but some of them apply and maybe a lot of them apply to you so it's un it's great to know what those nuances are and do they apply to you and are they something that you should use that would affect how much you pay because if you can save a couple hundred dollars a month in taxes by doing good tax planning that's a that's a lot of money that adds up over time you know twenty four hundred dollars a year for ten years you know if you can reduce taxes by doing good planning 
that's twenty four thousand dollars yeah wow and it's it's yeah so i think that's a good new year's resolution to make a deliberate plan to tackle um your taxes and then and then i think one thing that is is kind of overlooked we've not really talked about it but i think it's good to review uh your insurances not not uh just your property and casualty insurance and boy we've seen some big increases there too haven't we oh gosh yeah yeah and that's been kind of a a a interesting area with companies pulling out of states you know discontinuing insurance coverages and um yeah that's what people in florida are experiencing right just as one example right yeah in florida and and some other places too where we're you know, some of these companies have just decided they're not going to do business in a state. Now you've got to scramble and find a different company for insurance. Um, one of the things that I think is important to remember is that not just property and casualty, but you should consider reviewing your life insurance if you have life insurance, because I think that's a lot of a lot of time that people, um, you know, forget about. Sometimes you don't have enough, you don't have the right kind, um, or sometimes you just have too much. Um, I've seen that before where, you know, why do you have life insurance? What's the purpose of it? And I think people forget what the purpose of it is. And if you have a really old life insurance policy, you know, that's 20 years old, you know, that's kind of like having, you know, a, uh, you know, something that's just outdated because you can update life insurance to new coverage that, you know, performs differently maybe meets, you know, has different, it's just different. It's, you know, lower costs, more choices. Um, I think it's just good, something good to, uh, to look at as well as, you know, what about your, you know, health insurance? Do you Mm -hmm. have the right health insurance? Are you taking advantage of, you know, HSA deductions, um, you know, FSA accounts through work, uh, those types of things, you know, to save money on those areas and I think that's something that people just don't really take a lot of time to look at right um, well I think that you know from uh, from an insurance standpoint a life insurance standpoint indexed universal life that's an area that you know especially for high earners that's a real place for them to to jump into and and make some money essentially well you know you have to look at it from the standpoint of of um you know, not a Susie Orman comment, well, you should go out and do this, but it's something that you definitely want to take a look at because Mm -hmm. everybody's different. Everybody's insurance needs are different. So, you know, but yeah, that's a good point that, you know, the insurance industry has, has evolved along with everything else. And so what you have is probably outdated or could be updated, um, or maybe you don't need it and you can do something different with it. Sure. But it's so, good to have that conversation. It is. It is. And uh, it's something that we look at as part of holistic planning. It's just a piece of the entire puzzle, uh, as well as estate planning. Sure. You know, I mean, again, and, no better time than the new year. Just make sure that everything is in order. Yeah. And so do you have wills, trusts? Um, are the appropriate documents in order? Do you have powers of attorney for health care, living wills, et cetera, those things? Um, are they up to date? You know, are they uh, the latest documents? You know, even if you have powers of attorney for health care that are really, really old, um, they still are probably 
valid, but they might not take into account the latest legal laws and those types of things. So that's a good idea to just kind of review uh, those things to make sure that they will do what you want them to do. Uh, and, you know, that's something that I, you know, tell people that you should look at about once every three years is, you know, look at your state planning documents, look at your beneficiaries, just take a quick review and make sure those things are uh, updated and are in order. Okay, yep. sure. And uh, But again, those are the kinds of things that you can help us with. And if we don't have an estate plan, you certainly have uh, relationships with estate planning attorneys that would certainly be willing to help. Right. And the key, I think, is to, um, depending upon your situation, you know, simple wills, bars of attorney, you know, it's not rocket scientist stuff. It's, mm -hmm. you know, pretty simple. But if you do need some additional estate planning for elder law considerations or for, um, you know, special needs uh, children, you know, where you need a special needs trust, you know, definitely seek out someone who has the expertise and experience in that area. Um, and that is their primary uh, practice, mm -hmm. not just part-time practice. You want to find an, a specialist in that area. Sure. So as we uh, look at this, you know, we're talking about New Year's resolutions and our financial resolutions. And how can we make sure we stay on track? In other words, I want to save more money. We need more than that. We need to be more specific. Right. We need to be specific. Um, we need to say, well, my New Year's resolutions is save more money, but put a number on it. You know, if you mm -hmm. want to contribute more to your 401k, determine exactly what that looks like, put a value on it. Um, be specific um, and be practical. Um, you know, establish attainable goals, you know, set realistic targets um, and be persistent. You know, make a review that you do this on a quarterly basis. You know, you track certain things. Sure. Um, you know, don't just it's not just a one and done. It's something that you have to learn to practice and and uh and then celebrate progress. You know, I think that's that's important too. So that you know, you you track your progress and you celebrate uh, progress when you get there. If you're losing weight, you're getting on the scale. You know, you should do the same thing with your finances. You know, you want to weigh where you're at, how you're doing, and uh, if you're making progress or not. And then celebrate those those you know wins. Yeah. And then you want to make sure that you make a record of it, you know, because writing down what you want to get accomplished is, you know, one of the most important things. And that, that brings me to another point. That should be the resolution is to have a written, a written plan because, you know, there's not a business plan that not a business that succeeds without a well-written business plan. And, you know, you should look at your finances is the same way. It's your business plan to succeed in retirement or to achieve that goal of what you want to get to for retirement. And it needs to be written down so that you have a one, three, five year, 10 year goal. And actually maybe even longer than that, depending upon where you're at. Mm -hmm. And so write it down and establish that path. That way, you know, what you're wanting to get accomplished. Well, that's just it, because, right, I mean, you talk about this all the time, Mark, in terms of putting together that plan, how important it is to write it down. It's a written plan, because once it's in writing, you can look at it. It becomes real. It becomes very motivating, to be honest. Right. 
you can say, well, yeah, I remember doing this, but what was the purpose of it? Why, why was I, you know, if you have it written down, you'll be like, yep, that's why we did this. We spent the time to do it. And this is what we came up with. And you can make adjustments to that plan. You know, that's why plans are made to be adjusted as time goes on so right. that you can change them and, and modify them. So that's important. So I think that's probably, in in my opinion, that'd probably be the, the biggest one of all of these things is to put something down in writing so that you uh, remember. You know, that's what they say, put a sticky note on your mirror, yeah, you right. know, in your bathroom, you know, kind of the same thing with your finances, you know, write it down so that you remember it. Right. And and again, it becomes more real at that point. And, and, you know, to me anyway, writing them down, it just it just becomes motivation because I don't want to let myself down. Exactly. So, yep. Well, all right. So, again, so you're looking looking forward to 2024 should be a good year. Um, I mean, you know, the market's going to do what the market does. And I know it's an election year, but that really doesn't matter, does it? You know, I think um, election years are usually um, fairly decent years in terms of markets and those types of things are concerned. Um, I think it's kind of like the new year. People look forward to change and, uh, you know, so, yeah. You know, but again, nobody knows what's going to happen. Um, every election, people say, well, if this happens, then the markets are going to do that. And, you know, I, I've seen so many different elections and nobody, nobody, I don't think, gets nobody. it right. Exactly. So, and again, I just think people want to put more emphasis on that than, than what it is, because it's, you know, whatever happens in Washington, you know, the effect on my day-to-day -day life is minimal. Right. Yeah, and companies, if, if policies change, rules change, you know, companies change and adapt and figure out how to make money, you know, um, you know, no matter the political environment, they uh, continue to move forward. Exactly. And I think that's what, that's what we should do, too, for 2024. We should continue to move forward and, and not worry about all of the noise. So right. try to tune out the noise because there's a lot of it. There's a lot of it. And the thing is, is we can just keep one step and one foot in front of the other and, uh, and keep going. Yep. All right. Well, again, um, you know, it's going to be uh, an interesting year, just like every year. But, you know, I think um, write things down, make good resolutions, and... Uh, you know, listen to Mark on Money. <laughs> listen to Mark for on more, Money. For more good information. Great advice, Mark. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. EFS Group and the Securities America companies are unaffiliated. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. If you remember these TV shows, you're getting ready to retire. Whenever I see a big pair of feet or a cheesy mustache, I'll think of you. You got spunk. I hate spunk. I'm one guy who ain't prejudiced against anybody who uh, may be less superior than me. It kind of sneaks up on you, doesn't it? Oh, gee. 
you deserve a secure, independent retirement. A retirement that is prepared to handle pitfalls like inflation, health emergencies, stock market volatility, and taxation. You've worked hard for your money and will work just as hard to protect it and grow it. Retirement planning doesn't have to be difficult. Get the facts-based approach that you deserve, all at no cost, with no obligation. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651, 712-224-4651, or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com.